Welcome to the Everything Early Childhood podcast designed for approved providers, nominated supervisors and other childcare leaders. This fun, lighthearted and very serious podcast features weekly episodes on strategy, advice and conversations with fascinating and inspiring people from across our sector. Join the journey and have access to the tools and inspiration you need to create high performing childcare businesses. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Everything Early Childhood. My name is Lisa Brown and I'm the founder of Platinum Education Group and we pride ourselves on making systems and processes really, really simple for leaders in our sector. Now, we are continuing on with answering questions from all of our amazing listeners and we're up to episode three with our question today on how could we get more families' input in our service decision-making processes. And when Lisa says we, she means me, Jake, (laughs) is here with Lisa. I've invited him back for yet a third episode. A third one. So... What does that mean now? Are you like a co-host? Not yet. An associate, that's what we call me. An associate of the podcast. It's my third one. Someone come and help me. (laughs) Is it really that bad? I'm trapped. She's kept me here for days. Oh, my goodness. Um, So today we're going to delve into um, families' input and how we can get them involved in decision-making processes. So I think it's important um, for us first to talk about the three exceeding themes and why I guess, yeah, and why I guess now it's more important than ever that we do involve families in that decision-making process. Mm. Um, So obviously I'll start at the beginning. So you've got theme one which is that your practice is embedded in service operations. Theme two is that your practice is informed by critical reflection. And then theme three, which is your practice is shaped by meaningful engagement with families and or the community. So that's exactly what we're going to delve into today is theme three. And the way I like to look at the themes, I don't know why they're numbered that way, but if you look at them in backwards and get that input and feedback from families in the first place um, and then inform all of your actions from that feedback, it makes everything a lot easier. Yeah, and you need to be – yeah, it's a good question to be asking because it's it's often the theme which centres struggle with quite a lot because if when you need to be showing that theme across all standards and all elements, um, yeah, it can, be, it can be quite a challenge, like um, – like how how families contribute to recruitment, for example, is like it's it's hard. So yeah, we need to be making sure that we can get feedback and and families involved, um, yeah, in an easy way and all the time. And I think that one of the barriers to that, or one of the challenges to that, is that um, I think a lot of services question, well, why do we need to get families mm. involved in it, the decision making around staffing? Yeah, and um, I think it's not a matter of like getting them involved. It's a matter of getting their input yeah. and feedback. So I think if we flip the script a little bit and ensure that when we do get feedback that it's specific and meaningful to what we need to know. Yeah. And also, like, stop thinking about it in terms of why do I have to? Just why why, why wouldn't you? Because it's, it's hard. Well, don't, don't make it hard. Make it easy. 
And so when we talk about making it easy, one of the easiest strategies is to work through the elements and come up with questions, Mm. really specific questions. So if we're using the example um, that you've just said, Jake, around staffing arrangements, um, two of the examples that we use around questions for that is one, um, what do you like about our current team members? Yeah. And the second question that we use is um, what would you like to see in future team members? Yeah. And so that allows you to really get the input with, okay, what do they really love about our team right now? What are some things that they notice? What are some things that really make a difference to their day? Yeah. And then the second question is obviously informing things that are missing from your practice potentially and things that they would like to see in future educators. Yeah. And through through asking specific feedback from your families, you're able to use that even if it's not directly, like you're not directly referring to it as um, contributing to recruitment decisions or staffing decisions or whatever. Um, you can still interpret the feedback that you are receiving to be using those decisions and make those links after the fact, if, if that makes sense. And that's through your critical reflection yes. process. Yeah. So once you receive that meaningful engagement, that feedback from your community, then you're going to critically reflect on that feedback. Then you're going to work out how can you have that pr- practice embedded in your service operations. Yeah. So it is a cycle like that. The exceeding themes can be a cycle to go through. Um, and sometimes you'll like overlap. So I'll give you an example. Um, so we got feedback from a family we sent out a newsletter um in the newsletter was um anzac like we celebrated collecting all parcels and packages for the anzacs um relevant to the time of this episode and um the family wrote back saying we'd love for you to support more charities so we took it back to our team we critically reflected around whether we wanted to support more charities yes no how we were going to do that um and then we said yes that would be amazing it's come from a family we definitely want to do that however we want to make sure that it's meaningful to our community and charities or organizations that have impacted or touched on our community so then we went back to our families and we asked them the question what charities or organizations have been impact have impacted you or your family and then we got a whole list and then we came back to our team meeting we critically reflected around it again and remember that it's critical reflection is the first part the most important part is looking at how what action is going to take place in your practice so how is that critical reflection going to inform your practice then we said okay well these are the charities theme one how are we going to embed that in our service operations and so we decided just to continue, just to finish the story, we decided to um, embed it in our calendar of events. So every quarter we celebrated a, um, we had an event, a charity event that supported one of the charities or the most, the top four charities that our families have said. And then at the start of every year, it was in our survey to make sure that it was relevant to our new families coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. So that's, that's a great way of showing exceeding themes and such. But yeah, maybe we should think about actually the how and the like how how that process starts and how to get families yeah proactively involved. Like you're lucky in that story and that you had a family who who wrote back who to that wrote feedback. Back. Yeah. yeah, like and and I know a lot of services aren't in that spot. They'll have families who who they hear 
hip from. Like, yeah, yeah, I think it's... So um, how do we get them involved? Yeah, I mean, we know families are really time poor. So the more that we can break it down. So if it's going back to that simple thing, like asking a specific question. Be specific in yeah, the questions And really asking. break it down and make it really simple. So there's services at the moment. They've just got a whiteboard in their foyer. Um, and families can just write on the whiteboard. Yep. Um, a lot of services are going back old school. They're getting like the A3, um, you know, the ones with the black cover <laughs> um, books. And so they're just writing a question in there. And then when the families sign in, they're just writing yep. their feedback. But then there's also the services where families are literally running in and yep. running out and do not stop to yep. collect $200. Like they, they're in and out straight away. So we need to be making things easy for those families. Yeah. So with those families, um, we're using digital systems. Yep. So we're just simply asking the question in the digital um, platform and then all the families are obviously providing their feedback yeah. that way. There's there's lots of great tools out there for, for gathering those kinds of feedback. Like there's there's Google Forms and there's, um, yeah, Microsoft have one as well. And just, just simple one or two little questions within your newsletter and specify with your families that, hey, this will take you literally 20 seconds. Like you can do it while you're sat on the toilet. It's, um yeah, it's that easy. Just um answer, answer this question. And do families really, I think, again, like, you know, we talk about educating our teams before we ask for anything. Mm. I think we also need to educate our families with why it's oh, important. 100%, yeah. And we've always been lucky in our services that we've always had a lot of um, educators So we've as parents. So we've always had a lot of teachers or a lot of educators. So they sort of get it. Yeah. And when they get it, you get that feedback. But when families don't get it or understand, like, they're like, why do they even need that? Yeah, and then there's also, there's like the bystander effect of, of somebody else will do it or um or, or you're not quite seeing the importance of it and i think like yeah we're in a we're in a spot where we're able to educate the families on, on why it's important and like i've been i've quite a few times played the the guilt trip card of of just saying like hey like we really genuinely need these responses like showing evidence of your involvement within the service it's it's part of the of the quality framework like it's not just something that we're asking like i am asking you as a family I have a relationship with to answer this question so that we can better the service. And if you have families who are results driven, like use it and say like your response will help the center get a better rating. It will help the owners be happy. It will put a smile on the educator's face, whatever, whatever, whatever emotional blackmail you need to be using, like use it. It's, it's fine. For you. For me. <laughs> it um, all depends no, on the relationship yeah. that you have with your families. I, yes. I, I Yeah, I suppose. And certain families. And certain families. But yeah. but on that note, I think it's, yeah, it's really about helping them to understand like and also demonstrating to them how you've used it. So it, whether you do newsletters or whether you just put out um, some information about your QIP, for example, and or any improvements, just say, you know, we've had feedback from a family yeah. that has informed this change in this practice yeah because again if if fam same as like program right having families contribute to the program or bringing in news whatever there's some families who just won't do it because they like at all on the flip side there is like always those families that always do it consistently yeah. but they don't see it and yeah. see the results or the action that's taken place yeah yeah so, just, so they stop yeah and yeah so making sure that they're a part of that journey from from conception to uh yeah for, to to the the fruits of whatever their feedback has has led to i think another another part back to something which has worked for me 
would be um yeah just making things personal and, and making things um yeah like like really really lean into those relationships like i got i got an email the other day from i bought a washing machine and i got a, an automatic i'm going somewhere with this trust me i got a like an automatic email back asking me to to rate the service and rate the washing machine out of five it was just a generic email thing and I, it's a washing machine it washes my clothes it's fine i'm not going to leave you a review for for a washing machine which washes my clothes fine the point i'm making is is that like people don't respond to just generic like casting out a wide net for any pieces of feedback you can be getting no like you want to be asking specific questions from specific people for specific reasons if they if they're directed personally to someone then you'll get a response yeah we just had this conversation in a service this week about actually not about a washing machine um about like for example if you just exactly that if you send out a generic thing saying we would love your feedback mm. but then if you address it to say oh dear michelle we'd really yeah. love your feedback on this yeah and potentially choose a few families each month so that they know you've yeah. particularly asked them yeah. for their feedback and like grab them in the foyer like if again for the for those a lot of the families I've dealt with uh, fall into the time poor bracket. So I would be sending out those easy ways of gathering the feedback, be it your, your online forms, be it your, your like your two question simple response surveys, but still grab them in the foyer. Like, oh, hey, Marcus, I sent you a link. Can you click it, please? <laughs> like, Follow up and remind people and, and, and chase them down to be, to be giving it. Because families not leaving feedback it's not a personal thing they're not ignoring you they're just not bothering and they're just seeing it and they're just and they're just moving on with their day so like i'm i'm all for for hounding them a little bit and just saying no like please just answer this question yeah even if you have to have it in verbal like even yeah. if you have to have the conversation Feel, and just record the conversation yeah well it, yeah that's a great point in that if you have um digital feedback um gathering systems or whatever feel free to use those on the parents behalf like if you if you if you get that feedback and it's easy for you to get it in person verbally get it from them and then just record it in whatever platform you've got i mean one um like one strategy what i had was to save a lot of these um i'm a big fan of the online platforms and and one strategy i had was saving those bookmarks to the home screen on my phone so that if i got a piece of feedback in the foyer on the morning drop-off and it took all of all of 20 seconds for me to stand in front of them and say, hey, ask them a question, yada, yada, yada. I'll just whip out my phone and i just quickly jot down their answer and it, it was done. It was, it was it, job completed, feedback recorded and no time out of they They don't even know that they've contributed to this like this this feedback gathering process. But, but well, you might want to let them know, is it okay if I record that? No, of course, of course. In the conversation. But um, I think, yeah, just, again, get into that system or that habit yeah. of just doing it. You, you think if it doesn't come from the family, it's not evidence, like it has to come from them, but it's not true. Yeah. It just it can be a verbal conversation that then you have documented with that date yes. just and that is habit. still evidence. Um, so you, and, and even get your educators and equip your educators with a question a week, a question a month to even ask the families mm. and get that feedback around. And, uh, again, if you're using 
using the online platforms, then then get those bookmarks saved on your center iPads or, or your center phones or whatever it is they have. If they get a piece of feedback, um, it might take some reminding a lot of the time to be building up those habits. But if they get the feedback, which they're getting, I guarantee you educators are getting feedback from families all the time. Mm-hmm. It just needs to be up quickly. Go, just jot that down on the iPad. I'll cover you for the 30 seconds it takes. And do you want to talk a little bit about how we, because one of the biggest processes we have with our right-hand service is getting feedback from families and we're really successful and really good at it. So do you want to share a little bit about um, how we do that for our services, our right-hand services? Um, Is this embedding it in the exit Process. Everything, everything. We have so many different, like the way we pull it from them, even if it's just one thing they contribute to, there's so many different things that we use. Yeah, I mean, one one great system of us getting feedback from our families is um, em- embedding it within, within a part of routine processes. So be that uh, a family exiting, for example, then we'll make sure that a part of that process and a, 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 the process the process of formalizing that family's exit is filling out a feedback form. That's the most honest feedback that you get yep. um, because they've already committed to leaving, whether it's just that they're moving out of the area or they've decided to leave because they're unhappy and going to another service. Yeah, we've, we've had... Um, yeah, you're getting getting trade secrets here, but an- another another big a big strategy what we've used is um, ask like incent incentivizing the the families to give feedback, and, and one of those is doing it for the educators. So so asking for specific positive feedback on an educator for as an example for Educators Day. Um, where we're running this event for the educators, it would put a real big smile on their face and it would really, really treat them if you said something very specific about a very specific educator. And the families always wanting to do nice things for oh, the educators. They like, and they, every single year, they just go absolutely crazy for it because it's a very easy way for them to be going above and beyond and doing something nice for the educators and without <laughs> spending money and without going out of their way to to be doing too much and just as a preface little thing we know how much feedback that was given every year for that because yes. because yes. jake's bright idea was to have them as love hearts and they would send them over so we would Guess have to sit cut there them out and all cut night. them all out yeah. yeah um so we know how much feedback but um whether it's your newsletter ask a big question like ask a big question each month and gather that feedback um what else so um so you're a question a month in your newsletter, a question on the board, a question. I think think about that cycle, think about the elements and think about how you can relate your questions strategically yeah. so that you're getting feedback that is useful. Yeah. And like we're like even when you're asking those specific questions and now that we know that specific targeted questions yield better results, we're able to kind of move on to the next step and try and think about, how we can be using those targeted questions in other areas of our practice, for example, our quality improvement plan, and be asked, since we're targeting questions, let's look at our quality improvement plan and let's think about those questions that we're asking. So how would you go about letting families know that it's important to get their feedback? The like, How would you we, we, integrate that well, into your practice? We, we've touched on it quite a lot. A, a big, a big thing of it for me was relationships, like mm. having having strong relationships with your families and and um, leaning into that. Like it, it wasn't it wasn't just that you're giving feedback, like 
again to use the washing machine for some company yeah. like for some big corporation no like yeah. you're leaving for, like i'm asking you to please <laughs> please just give me some feedback but do you because i i find that a lot of families because often we, when they're real what happens with families is that like some small little thing will happen and then like it'll escalate and escalate and escalate until they send you this big ginormous um i was gonna swear them but um email in writing um, and then you've got this big, huge, like, yeah. burst of, like, all this emotion like, well, that's where, built up. Where was that? Where yeah. was that? Where, so where, yeah. um, I think also having the um, – and then what they say nine times out of ten with how they start their email or how they end the email is we don't want you to take this the wrong way. Yeah. We're really happy. We don't want this to impact the relationship and the care that my child receives. Yeah. So I think a lot of families feel nervous about giving feedback. Yeah. And so I think it's also about building a culture of – feedback yeah like we love feedback yeah. feedback is our friend yeah. like feedback drives us like yeah. that it, whether it's good bad in between like we want to hear everything because that is what allows us to improve yeah. or gives us the indication we're going in the right direction yeah so with that in mind i think building it into your culture is really having yeah, those conversations yeah relationships just just yeah ha- but how do you build that relationship like it's all the way from the tour i think yeah oh, absolutely. so it's having that conversation in the tour it's having how it in you your find it? how did you in find your enrollment pack it's so you're, yeah so you can't those are the sorts of questions you would ask but do you because for us we always said we love feedback we're always open to feedback as part of our initial conversations. Mm. Did you? Yes. Yeah, from the very, very start. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, the even the enrollment process for me after the after the tour happened, yeah. you you ask the families for feedback. Like yeah. you, it's not just in passing. They receive an email a couple every of hours later, every way. every step just saying, mm-hmm. Hey, we love feedback. Can you fill out this quick survey? And they might not want to fill out a survey about the tour, but at least that precedent is set that this is the kind of center that is going to be asking me all of the time for feedback. So they obviously want it. And another thing is like, so <laughs> your washing machine example, yes. my example is the hire car. Remember at the hire car when we were in Melbourne? And um, so we, we hired a car from Melbourne. We were visiting services in Melbourne and she was amazing. She gave us the best service. She was so helpful. Um, at the end of the thing, she goes, oh, hey, um, you will get sent a questionnaire about our service. Um, can you fill it out? And there's like a case of beer on the line. So for yeah. whoever gets the best, the best results. So because she was great, she helped us. It made it front of my mind that, yes, as soon as that survey comes. But it was that she asked you for it correct, as well. Like yeah. it, it, it's an email but it's not from the company it's from her and that and that's and that's the theme that i'm focusing on here is that it, you're always going to get a better response if you have a good relationship and we had a great relationship with that higher car saleswoman <laughs> we were the best of friends yeah she was great um but um yeah so but what i'm talking about is the how like yes it's about the relationship but how do you build that relationship and oh, it's a it's about them um finding that connection with the person yes. yeah so and if the person asks that question up front the a person or the parent feels like they're doing it for that person yeah well it's hard how does anybody build a relationship well, i'm just saying <laughs> that they're doing it for the person yes. they're not doing it for the company or yeah. for the bigger picture yeah. they're doing it for that person because they have that relationship yeah. like even yeah. with with centers i've directed where i haven't been the owner i've i've put in the email asking for feedback can you please 
leave this feedback it will make the owners happy <laughs> like it will it will be it will be helping me like if you leave this feedback yes so I think that's the overall point. But those are some different strategies um, that you can use to get that feedback yep. um, and just embed it again, embed and work it into everything. You might get feedback all the time. Um, for example, on the after tours, you might get none. Yeah. Um, that's definitely one we very rarely get yep. feedback around. Um, however, there have been occasions. But, uh, that proves the point though. They don't have a relationship with you yet. Yet, yeah. Like there's the, the that that groundwork hasn't been laid. Well, we've had amazing like centres that give great tours and they've had feedback. So I guess it just goes to the experience that you provide yes. for people yeah. and how you connect with people, um, you know, immediately. If it's, if it's something out of the ordinary, then then it will stick in people's head. And, yeah. and uh, people will want to go out of their way to to be and in fact i think we should do that as an episode how to give like an extraordinary tour experience um i think that'll be a cracker of an episode we'll do, a, do a role play i do a role play yeah, i'll be the family you be the director wait can't we do it the other way around no <laughs> <laughs> we'd both do it different. Tour, yeah <laughs> so yeah. maybe we should do both ways yeah, okay. and see um yeah our voters can have uh, like our, list, our <laughs> listeners can have a vote <laughs> Oh, mine not, mine's a fun <laughs> way. Mine's fun. Uh, you think it's fun, but yeah, who knows? It's fun. I think um, it's fun. All right. Well, hopefully this has answered your question about how to get feedback. We know that it's hard. We know that it's like yeah. pulling teeth sometimes, but it is worthwhile to go that little bit extra. Um, we also have integrated in services previously like um, a parent committee. So if you've got parents that really want to be involved but they need to set dates or set times, um, we met with our parent committee every quarter and it wasn't just about getting their feedback. It was also an experience with educating them about play, educating them about open-ended um, uh, materials. Yeah. So that was really fun. And um, I know centres have, have done that to kind of try and infiltrate the family WhatsApp groups and the and, – and I'll, 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 I promise you now, the families at your service, they already have a committee. They, 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 <laughs> the they, unofficial their, their committee. Their already up and running and talking about you. So you just want to be trying to trying to be involved in that process. Take lead in that. And yeah. the way we've done that. Or just find a mole to put in that committee. No, not a mole, a spokesperson. A, oh, sorry, a spokesperson. Yes. So we agreed, um, you know, there's all those little groups within your centre. And so instead of like when you have one person come to you and say, oh, I have spoken to 10 <laughs> families. Yeah. And where, they are they, are, where are they families? Where, where are, are those they? Families? No one said anything. So it's really good, yeah, as to infiltrate that group to and to say, look, we acknowledge that you're a group perfectly fine we love your building connections outside the service but it's really important to us that we do get that feedback yeah. um, and we want to address it we don't want to have you all talking and have misinformation yeah and like bad words are like snowballs like yes just accumulate and accumulate and accumulate yeah so we talk about having raving fans but yeah. there's also the opposite of that which is if they get one sense of information that something's not right it will just snowball out of control fester <laughs> so we wanted to just nip those in the bud bud thank you um and yeah just address those straight away so um yeah even think about do you have a family facebook group that they can all join for the year so yeah. that and you're the admin of that so that you can moderate that yeah. and those conversations it just um, yeah it's just whatever platform your yeah. families are on maybe we'll have some does TikTok have groups? I don't know. I don't Can use you TikTok. Get family, a family TikTok 
groups? Oh, if maybe? any of you out there are like amazing at TikTok, <laughs> please contact me. I'd love to. I don't even get have it. Get on the yeah, get, what they say? I don't know. Do they say get on the talk? <laughs> I reckon. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, serious. If you're good at TikTok, let me know. I need help. <laughs> But anyways, um, what else? Anything else about families, how to get your feedback? Um, or I don't know. For me, it's just really about involving them in everything. Mm. Like what I mean is that they're not an extension of the service. They're part of the service yeah. and looking at them as so. And we also need to remember that our children are also part of our community. So really working with children to get that feedback as well. Yeah. And just moving on from that, m- making sure that you're trying to avoid the um, the the client customer model of, of what's going on kind of thing. Like you... If, yeah, if if you want the families to be leaving feedback because their feedback will make things better for them. Like mm. they, their feedback, like my feedback for the washing machine company, like it would have made things better um, for the yeah for the for the washing machine company, not me. I like yeah. it, I wouldn't have been impacted at all. But yeah, for families in services, if they leave feedback, they will be directly impacted with the work that they've put in. That work mm. being. 20 seconds of their time. And the action that's going to be informed based on that feedback. Yeah. And I've got a perfect example, actually. So what the first year that I bought my centre, so that was in, um, we settled in August. We were from, we had from August to December to decide what we were going to do for our Christmas party. And um, at that time, we had predominantly a lot of Muslim families. So we, we decided, like we decided, we got together as a team. We decided that we were not going to celebrate Christmas. We were going to have this extravagant end of year party, our first one. Um, it was, in fact, a superhero theme. So we all had these amazing shirts like, um, yeah, whatever, what's your superpower? And it was really cool. We all had capes, different colours. It was fun. But then we had one of our families, in fact, one of our Muslim families say to us, when Santa coming? And we were like, oh, we, deci- we decided not yeah. to celebrate Christmas because we wanted to be respectful of you, your needs, your religion. That family turned around to us and said, you celebrate all of our events and all of our celebrations. This is your celebration. So next year you make sure that you have Santa here. And that just really informed a really clear picture. And the question I suppose is how many decisions do we make without asking anyone, without asking our community what their preferences or what their thoughts or ideas around something are? Yeah, you can never answer for other people. You can never you can never make decisions for other people and you can't put words in people's mouths like, yeah, you need to be making sure that you Ask. Yeah, ask. Ask the questions and get the feedback. Asking isn't enough. You like you actually need to get responses. Like, yeah. Yeah, and pushing and building those relationships yeah. to get those responses. Yeah. Beautiful. And have <laughs> even if it goes to the extreme of having like a checklist, yeah, Sarah, Susan and Mary, they gave feedback this month. So we're going to push, um, you know, Sally, Michael and um, whatever for feedback this month. Yeah, but also also knowing and picking your families as well, though. Like, I mean, like we're talking about real solutions here. I certainly had a list of, of families who if I really wanted feedback – and I, I knew which families were influential in those WhatsApp groups and right. when which families were who I could trust and rely on for honest feedback. Um, yeah, and, and, and yes, yeah, so, so appreciative to those families because they honestly made my job a hell of a lot easier. Um, 
when you know that information. Yeah, and like um, it was always just imagine if every family was like that, but reality of it is, it, it, that's not going to be the case. Um, but you had spokespeople, like you had yeah. people that spoke on behalf of those groups. So yeah. let's say that that like mother's group had, you know, 12, 15 families. Yeah. That was one person speaking on behalf of 15 yeah. families. Yeah, exactly. To inform that practice. Yeah. So just a reminder again that it isn't the information that you receive, it's the action you take yeah, you that is informed formed by that feedback and how you document it and how you go through those exceeding themes well i guess quickly to touch on it that's an important yeah. thing to remember is that we've said asking is not enough getting the feedback isn't enough you need to show now how you're using that to inform your practice yeah it's true so i mean you can go back to the example of um the charities so i shared the example of the charities um you can but yeah, so do you want to – should we talk about that? I mean, like, quickly, because we're kind of moving away from the question of how, but we're doing what we've got with the information, but it'd be a shame to not touch on it super quickly. Um, like, yeah, you've 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 got your feedback using the difficult example of recruitment and, and staffing choices. You've got the feedback about some, a new educator, for example. Yeah. You need to be making sure that those links are made. Yeah, those, I can give an example around that. Those links between the feedback and the educator decisions, yeah. those links need to be defined. I can give an example. So um, a service asked that question about what they want to see in a future educator and one of the families wrote a Mandarin-speaking educator. Mm. They didn't think, like, they didn't ever think of that. It wasn't something, but obviously it was an impo important to a family or families. Um, so obviously in their recruitment process, they couldn't um, – like they couldn't um, – what's the word? Like they couldn't um, – oh, gosh, my mind's just gone blank. They It wasn't a certainty that they were going to find someone that was Mandarin speaking. But they could, they could look for they it. They took it into consideration yes. during yeah. that process and then they documented how they took that into consideration. They didn't end up finding someone that was Mandarin speaking, but what they did do, yeah. they got an external person in that was Mandarin speaking educator um, to um, help those families to feel comfortable speaking yeah. their home and language. To be fair, even like even if clutching at straws a little bit, but even if they didn't find somebody who was a Mandarin speaking person, they've still used feedback to inform their practice. Just yeah. l just searching and trying to find. And a Mandarin speaking educator, like that's a practice you are taking, yeah, which has been informed by your feedback, and that's an exceeding theme, my friend. Yes, but even if the even if you found an educator that spoke Mandarin, but they were not the best candidate for the role, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go with them. No, you just have to take it into consideration yep. during your recruitment process. Yep. So it might just be putting it in the ad. Yep. Um, yep. It could just, but just take that into consideration. The yeah. feedback. So just yeah, and yeah, make those links. Make sure those links are defined. Yeah, beautiful. All right, awesome. Well, hopefully that's answered your question. If you have any feedback on today's episode, let us know. And um, if you've got any further questions that you want us to delve into in future episodes, please let us know. Um, just a reminder to keep making every moment count, and it's been. Our pleasure to come to you today to hopefully give you some valuable feedback and valuable information to add to your practice. But we can't wait to see you all around um, and have an awesome week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Everything Early Childhood podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. 
we read them all. <laughs> to catch all the latest from me, your host, Lisa Brown, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Lisa Brown underscore Platinum Ed. Thanks again for listening. Keep making every moment count and I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.